Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. Welcome to Fly on the Wall. Today we are talking with Pastor Dan from Clovis, California on how small churches can do big things. Let's jump into the conversation. How can I serve you today? One of the things that uh, is kind of concerning in a smaller church is volunteers and trying to have people come alongside and then also commit. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have an older congregation, so sometimes it's difficult. Some people have served um, in capacities before, and now they're saying, you know, I've served, uh, served long enough. I need to have a break or in this find trying to find some other people to fill those places that they have once filled. So that's, that's been something. And I've tried to use the idea that you've shared with us in the past talking about, can you mentor someone to come alongside of you before you decide to step down? And and in one of those areas was the ladies ministry. She is stepping down. And so she has been talking to a couple of ladies. And so I told them, I said, one lady doesn't have to just always lead the Bible study. Maybe you could get a team of ladies together to share with the Bible study and such. So that's what they're doing. And so that was something they're implementing starting in August. So, so that was something that, um, you know, I think I, I gleaned from your conversations and some of the books that I've read and some of the coaching and one of the other things is uh, the cohorts, if I can put a plug for cohorts, okay? <laughs> um, I, we're, I'm part of Lance's cohort, um, and it's just been really great. This last one that we did in June was on values and just took a great number of notes, and i wanting to implement more of that idea. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's, a, that's a plug for cohorts and <laughs> being involved. Yeah. Yeah. So help me understand that. Are you talking about, well, thank you for plugging the cohorts. <laughs> uh, anybody that's listening, just go to churchboom.org. Uh, we've always got cohorts starting all the time, but um, love to get you in a cohort and uh, a group of guys that are just learning together. Um, back to the original, what you were talking about before, what's the, what's the specific question that we're looking at? The, the, the volu- you know, trying to help people um, mentor other people to, to volunteer. So if you're stepping down from a place, how can, how can I encourage those people that are stepping down before you step down? Yeah. Could you have somebody shadow you, come alongside of yeah. you, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the, the way that it always starts, um, I think everything starts at the top. I think everything starts with leaders. I think everything starts with I've said it a million times, culture's created at the top and supported at the bottom. Um, so probably going to be difficult. I've preached at your church and it, it, like you said, it's an aging co- uh, congregation, but probably um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, you're going to find is it's difficult to change them. Mm-hmm. However, if it was me and I've worked with plenty of churches that are revitalization and an old aging conversation, I'll say it's got to start somewhere. Yep. It's got mentoring, developing mentors, what I call developing, I'm sorry, mentors, developing apprentices. It's, it should happen. It is what first uh, Timothy chapter two, verse two is all about. Uh, how do we apprentice people? And it should start at the top. So now you look at your key leaders, your stipend staff, um, the person over whatever children or the person over the worship or whatever, it's got to start with four or five of you. Yeah. Let's say, look, 
we're going to figure out how to apprentice people. So worship person, I need you raising up two people. Children's person, I need you raising up two people or one person or whatever. It's got to start at the top. If it has a chance of culture shifting in the church where we are leaders who are always raising up leaders, and that's what we should be. Uh, it's always Dan going to start at the top. Culture is always created to top supported at the bottom. And it's got to start. So if it was me, I'd bring three or four people in the room, your key, key, key people, your stipend people, and just be like, I would teach on apprenticing. I'd give them the idea of what this looks like. Then I'd give them a deadline. I want what, who are you going to apprentice? Start apprenticing um, in the next 30 days. Who are you going to start apprenticing? Let them submit names to you. And let that become part of, hey, if you're on the staff, that's just part of it. We apprentice. And, and over time, it'll blend down to everyone else. But if you just kind of say it to your team and then kind of walk away, I don't think it'll happen. I think you gotta, you got to set a deadline on when, when they're going to do that. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I struggle with in an older congregation because of being smaller, everybody says, well, talk to the pastor about this. Talk to the pastor about that. And sometimes when they have come to me, I said, you don't have to come to me for everything. You can make right. a decision on what you're needing to do. Right. And so right. that I'm, I'm trying to train them that they don't have to come right. and run it through the pastor all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to help them understand that aspect of mentoring them and apprenticing them. And I, and I appreciate, you know, the, the apprenticing part, because that's, you know, one of the things that's very difficult uh, for some of these older folks is to, they, they, they need, they, they want to let go and they're going to let go, but they don't want to let go if you, yeah. know, you know, so yeah. I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, when you're apprenticing, that. just real quick, when you're apprenticing, the, the, like if I was talking to your staff right now, I'd say, guys, here's really how you apprentice. And yeah. I think you and I've talked about it before, but for those that are listening, maybe never heard this. If I'm apprenticing you for children's, I'm apprenticing you to be a small group leader. I'm the leader, but I'm apprenticing you. It's the simple five step. I do, you watch, we talk. I do, you help, we talk. You do, I help, we talk. You do, I watch, we talk. Now you go do for someone else. Right. And you got to literally, I mean, think of it as if you're a phenomenal contractor and I'm your apprentice, you're going to, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to, you're going to show me exactly how to do stuff. If I'm a resident doctor, you know, I got to be a resident, I got to learn. It's the same thing here. If you're going to be a worship leader, show me how. If you're going to be a head of a small group or whatever, show me how. Uh, but we got to get, it won't start with everybody, but if you yeah. can get it with three or four people on your team, it'll it'll make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Very important though. Got to be raising up the next generation of leaders and we don't do a really good job with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think navigate, navigating change is always difficult, no matter who you are, where you're at. Yeah. I mean, you could be a, a church plant obviously it's going to be change is difficult yeah um, <clears throat> you know navigating that that change and there's been a lot of changes since i've been here i've been here well it'll be 29 years in august so that's oh. I'm, telling, I'm telling my age now so yeah but uh it you know it's been it's been good it's been exciting to see what god is doing and raising up people that come alongside and such um so i think um that's one of the things um one of the one of the things that keeps running in my head about what you've said is celebrating those wins, celebrating those people that have done something well and you call them out. I was raised under a, a pastor that 
was afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was a youth pastor, he was afraid to acknowledge people because then he, he was afraid that he was going to miss somebody and mm-hmm. then they're going to have their feelings hurt and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So um, helping people understand that we can celebrate the wins and we can celebrate that individual for inviting, you know, three or four people to church that day. And they came, right. you know, right. those kinds of things and celebrate and they maybe got saved or they got, got baptized or something, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's great to be able to come yeah. alongside that. So I yep. think, like, you know, the apprenticing thing that you shared earlier, sure. you know, that's something I need to do yeah. um, and getting those, those key leaders in the, in the room, so to speak, and say, okay, this is yeah. um, what we need to do. So where, where would I find some, maybe some teaching on apprenticeship or uh, developing apprentices, that type of thing? Yeah. You know, uh, I tell you years ago, Dave Ferguson, ah. you Google, Dave Ferguson, apprenticing, he is really good at it. He's got a lot of great, Dave's a great friend. Uh, he's got a lot of great material on apprenticing. I took all of it, stole it and made it my own. So uh, Dave, if you're listening to this, uh, it's now in my new book. No, um, but uh, Dave, Dave, Dave's got some great stuff on it. On apprenticing, which I am a big fan of, yes. um, is apprenticing one-on-one with people and raising up what I call the next tier two and tier three tier three leaders. I think that, um, that a leader's strength is found more in their absence than in their presence. Mm-hmm. When they're not around, what happens? When they're not around, what, what, what happens to that ministry? If it all falls apart, then you didn't develop any leaders. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the strength comes in your, not in your, ab- not in your presence, but in your absence. So anyway, I would, yeah, Dave Ferguson, apprenticing, he's a master at it. And he, he written some great stuff on it. I read through his book, Hero Maker. Is oh, that- great book. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, like a book or two before that. But if you Google it, there's articles on it. I mean, he's got stuff that are just kind of like, because he wrote it in one of his books, but it was like just one or two chapters. And I think he did kind of a, an appendix, if you will, of, of the big book down to just a little. But if you just Google Dave Ferguson, Apprenticing, okay. Okay. it'll come up. Yeah. Okay. It's what he, it, years ago is what he was known for. One, one of the other questions that I had was, is there ever an opportunity that we as a smaller church to join with maybe another church who has uh, like a youth ministry and children's ministry, which we're kind of really thin on youth ministry right now, yeah. uh, to join together with another church um, to, to work with them? You're talking about from a department standpoint, like, like yeah, from a department standpoint. Oh yeah. You know, um, man, when I was a youth pastor, we had, um, we had one or two churches that just, you know, were very, very small in the area. We had a very large youth ministry and we just invited them over. We took care of them. Um, it was just a way of just loving on them. And even in one case, uh, we were able to grab one of the adults from the other church and they came over for about six months, learned how to do what we did, and then went off and did it at their church. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And if you can find someone locally to be able to help do that, I think smaller churches that can, um, you know, find a church that's maybe a little bit ahead of them, glean from them, learn from them, utilize some of their resources. Uh, there's enough kingdom-minded churches out there that would love to help out in that area. Yeah. I have, I have reached out to another church that's just probably less than a half a mile from us and they yeah. 
they said sure you know we'd be open to something like that they've got a you know youth youth gathering uh midweek and such and so they said sure you know that's not a problem so i just need to kind of kind of sell it so to speak to the parents of the couple of two or three young people that we have coming here and then just say hey if you're interested as a parent you don't want to just sit in on that youth meeting and maybe glean some things from that and maybe you could come back and be part of that youth youth ministry here at our church yeah, yeah that's great i love it i love it I love something it. like that so we have some other people yeah. that are involved with that yeah, as well absolutely so, cool um we have another church that i got a call from yesterday we're, we're really thin and uh unfortunately because of technology and everything um and because of covid and having to uh, stream and do those kinds of things i guess what are some of the things that other i mean other churches are doing in regards to streaming it's now the norm sure. and we have a problem trying to get technical people. We have just one or two people that, you know, are willing to do that because the rest of them are saying, you know, I don't know it enough to be able to do it. And uh, I, I'll mess up. So what are you finding at churches like smaller churches? I mean, yeah. we do stream live service on Sunday morning. Uh, we do the best that we can with what we have. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to broaden that base of volunteers so that those people that are the one or two that are doing it can have some time away, uh, take a break, that kind of thing, too. So, so you're streaming right now. Currently, Dan, you're, you're streaming live services from beginning to end. Correct. One of the things you might want to consider, um, I was working with a bunch of churches out in the uh, Midwest and also East Coast that are smaller, right. uh, don't have the, you know, their worship is you know, okay. It's not like stellar. <laughs> so one of the things that I talked to them about, and I've had a couple other leaders that do some coaching and consulting uh, and have found great success with is don't try to deliver the whole package, just mm -hmm. deliver the message. Okay. Um, and it might go on later. I don't know, but man, when you do live music, it sounds bad unless, unless you have a killer system. And I mean, it, you know, even think about it for a moment, YouTube, some rock concert, you know, uh, and, and, and just someone that held their phone in the 10th row, you know, and was listening to their favorite band. It sounds horrible. It's like the Eagles, you know, and they're like amazing musicians and it sounds horrible when they do that. So I can only imagine that at least I know worship sounds really like, thin and oh it just sounds bad so and i know that from my own experience i know that from watching a lot of other churches i know that from watching some guy that filmed the eagles you know <laughs> whatever you know some band or whatever and i'm just like it sounds horrible so yeah. why do all that why not just maybe have a host at the beginning hey want to welcome you to so-and-so church blah 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 blah, blah. pastor dan's going to be talking about this today da, 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 da. let's jump right into it boom you teach and then at the very end, hey, thanks for checking out Pastor Dan today. Uh, if you want to give, you can do it this way. If you ever need help, contact us through this. So it's host, message, host, done. Hmm. That's what I would do. It, I think it will, it, will, um, it will minimize the amount of work that needs to be done, and it will radically improve the excellence. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I, have, I have a friend that's pastoring a, another church here in Clovis area, and they've 
gone away from streaming live and they're doing what you just said. They just they just post the message yeah. and they actually record it and then they post it later in the week or something and let you know and post it up and let people see it that way. And yeah. it's kind of it's kind of driven people that have been watching online uh, to go back to church to yeah. be participatory in the in-person worship. They can still receive the message, but they don't. They don't do the song service. They don't do anything like that. They just put the messages up there, and that's yeah, that's it. It's, it's powerful, you know. Yeah, really I, love I love so it. I love it. So you're you're seeing that because of being a smaller church, you're seeing churches our size or whatever just posting the messages. Oh there. yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Because it's so hard to make everything else excellent. Oh yeah, you know, six camera angles, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's just hard. And I love what we're talking about here, Dan, because we're talking about you know, eighty percent of all churches are relatively small, yep. no matter what denomination they are, Baptist, Assemblies right. <clears throat> of God, Foursquare, whatever. Eighty yep. percent of all churches are relatively small, so I love we're talking about things that small, small things that small churches can do that are bigger. So yep. why can't we? Why can't you apprentice? Why can't yes. you start developing a second generation of leaders? Everybody should be doing that. Yes. That's a great thing. Any size church can do that. Any size church can do a host message than a host. You don't have to do the big production. Yeah. Any size church can do that. And it'll come across even more excellence if you do it that way. So I love that we're talking about how small churches do big things. I think it's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and still trying to you know minister to people in the community and such. And one of the things that um, have you have you uh, heard about or been involved with like where people are doing like Facebook prayer ads and such where yeah. people are ministering in that regard and in response yeah. to those? I think that is, I think anything, I love the social media side of it. Any, and that's another thing a small church can do and be big is how do we not only pastor the city, but how do we pastor, I'm sorry, not only pastor the church, but how do we pastor the city? City, correct. Yeah. It's like, you can do that. Why not? Why can't you take on, you know, four serve Saturdays a year where we just figure out how to connect with people in our city? And it might not. It, yeah, it could be Hey, the typical is let's go. Let's go to the God's kitchen and feed the homeless. Well, maybe that's good. But what if the uh, elementary school just their teacher's lounge is a mess and it just needs cleaned up and repainted? Great. What a great way to love teachers. Yep. What a great way to love maybe uh, the civil service. What a great way to love a, a high school or, or, or parks and rec. There are other things to do and you don't have to be a big church to do it. You know, there's a church that I work with that. And I mean, they're good size. They're a couple hundred people. They're not mega. There's yeah. other churches in the city that run thousands. I watch this. There's other churches in the city. I won't name the city or the person that run thousands. They run probably 200. Yeah. The other churches run thousands. Uh, a lot of them do. And they're in a big city. Well, somehow the mayor, they've been doing so much over the last two years for the schools, high school, middle school, uh, elementary schools, for the teacher's lounge, for the gymnasium, for the parks and rec, for the uh, handicap uh, things that, are, that, that the city tries to take care of. All this stuff, incredible amount of serve Saturdays they've done. Over the last two or three years. Well, recently I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, he ain't going to believe this. He goes, the mayor calls me and says, hey, pastor, I heard you're, now he's got two church of 200, which I'm not saying is, you know, 
small, but when you when you're in, packed in between eight other churches running 1,500, 2,000, 5,000, you're pretty small. Yeah. So the mayor says, hey, I heard, Pastor, that you're moving. And he says, what do you mean? He goes, well, I heard that you're moving, that you're resigning and moving. He goes, that's not me. And the mayor goes, oh, thank goodness. He goes, I don't know what we would do in this city yeah. if you weren't here. I love that. Because yeah. here's this guy, small church doing big things. Small yeah. church, big things. Like, they ain't call, he ain't calling all the other churches in town. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, hey, this is a crazy, ironic statement. But if you really want to stand out in your city, just serve. Yes. Because... No one's saying, hey, uh, elementary teacher's lounge, how do we take care of you? What if, what if you did donut drops every Monday where you've targeted three schools and every Monday morning at 7 a.m., donuts would arrive with a little note from your friends at, in the church. We love you. We appreciate you. Whatever. Just little things that make the community start realizing that you're there. They're not big things that you have to do. They're not expensive things you have to do. But they're things that make a huge splash. Yes. yes. And, uh, I love it. I love one it. Of, one of the things that we have done in the past is that the Clovis Police Department, we have gone and given them a meal. We've shared, you know, we've, we, some of our folks have taken, brought in food from here, and then we take it down to the police station. And they, the police officers, through their routine of the day, come in and help themselves to whatever. And then we also, throughout the year, whenever there's a need for snacks and things, we provide snacks for the police department and such too. So there's, there's opportunities that we have, you know. I love it. I love it. Well, Dan, our time's coming to a close, but I want to I want to encourage you with this. Uh, I think that small churches can do big things. Uh, you have to get creative. You got to start thinking through. You got to start prioritizing. How do we raise up leaders? Small church can do that. How do we make our online excellent? We can do that if we yeah. just change how we do it. How do we impact the city? We don't have to be the church of 3,000. I mean, I just heard that this week. The mayor's freaking out going, wait a minute, don't leave. And he's like, I'm not. And that's what we're looking for. And so, Dan, I think small churches can do big things. And it's just a matter of getting creative and figure that out. Get it to the point where the city would fear if you left yeah. uh, because of what you do in that community. And uh, I think it could be awesome. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Dan, you're awesome. Thanks so much, man, for being on the uh, uh, on today's podcast and uh, I'm always here to serve you and help you in any way but thanks buddy hey, have an awesome day you. my friend thank see you, you bud bye-bye thanks for stopping by today we hope you enjoyed it don't forget to like subscribe and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from fly on the wall see you next time